What is up, Still Studians? Happy Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. Welcome to episode number 103 of the study session here on the Still Study. I am your host, Jeremy Ritz. Very grateful and appreciative that you are here with me this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whatever it may be for you. Just much gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Still Study. I want to thank you for sharing my work with your family and friends. That helps to spread the message of the Still Study. And please, I would love to connect with you via email. Drop me a line at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. And it's Tuesday, a day between us and the loss to the Oakland Raiders. And I know yesterday's session was a bit bleak and negative and pessimistic. So today I want to try and look on the bright side of things to try to ground the last 15 games and some optimism for what we have to look forward to here. Because again, I was pretty critical of the team's performance from this past Sunday. So again, this is a 17-game season that the Steelers have in front of them. They've completed two games. They've got four more contests before the bye week starting this weekend versus Cincinnati at home. A big contest because it is an AFC North game. Wins in the North are critical if the Steelers want an opportunity to win the division. Following the contest versus the Bengals, the Steelers will travel to Green Bay, to Lambeau Field, when at 4.25 p.m. they will take on the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers. From there, they are home against the Denver Broncos, and then they'll close out the six-game stretch before the bye week versus Seattle at home. That will be at Heinz Field, and that is the first Sunday night contest for the Steelers at 8.20. But again, it's a 17-game season. They have played two games. They are going to lose contests. That doesn't make it any more easily digestible the fact that they lost the way that they lost but there is still time to write the ship to course correct to get things in order and to start making a push now if we see these negative trends become deeply rooted patterns that the team just simply cannot overcome regardless of their preparation and practice or any changes they're making in terms of their personnel, then there's reason to be concerned. But let's see what happens Sunday versus the Bengals. If they could get a win, all is right with the world. And then we could feel a bit better about the contests in front of them. The other thing to keep in mind, too, is that that was one banged-up, beat-up defense this weekend. 
Not only is Stefan Tuitt not playing, Tyson Alulu went out early in the game, and we find out that he is lost for the season with a fractured ankle. TJ Watt injures his groin early in the contest. He's out. And then before the game even started, Devin Bush and Joe Hayden did not play, both whom had groin injuries. So you're talking Tyson Alulu starter, TJ Watt, starter, Devin Bush, starter, Joe Hayden, starter, Stephon Tuitt, starter. You're talking five starters from a defense, five. That's almost 50% of your starting defense. And you're talking legit players. There's going to be a drop-off in performance. And here's what I'll say is, sure, they gave up a glut of passing yards to the Raiders, but they still were in that ball game. They still were in that ball game. Had they not been so fatigued and tired, being that they were on the field as much as they were due to the inefficiency of the offense, maybe they didn't give up that 61-yard touchdown pass to Ruggs. So again, injuries. Players are going to get healthy. They're going to get back on that field. That defense will get back to full strength. So there's some optimism there. In terms of the offense, which is where the greatest concern is, think about all the new moving parts that are now in place on offense. And Ben even said it at the outset of the season that there are going to be growing pains early on. You have essentially a brand new offensive line. Only one player has experience playing the starting offensive line with the Steelers, and that's Chukwuma Okorfor, who, in all reality, is their worst offensive lineman, their worst tackle. And that's saying something, being that the left tackle is a rookie in Dan Moore Jr. out of Texas A&M. But factor in all those new parts on the offensive line. Factor in a brand-new running back. Najee Harris and factor in the fact that they have a brand new offensive coordinator and Matt Canada and yes a lot of things are similar and carryovers from Randy Feetner but there is a lot of new verbiage a lot of new concepts you've heard the players talk about that you've heard Ben talk about it in fact after the loss to the Raiders he's indicated that He's never put so much time into studying and preparing for an offense. So there's going to be adjustments to a new scheme, a new system. And we're seeing that now. The greatest question is that offensive line. Is there enough talent there that they can learn and overcome the challenges that they're currently presented. Because really the thing that concerns me is it's not 
It's not an issue of learning and becoming more technically sound or understanding, understanding the playbook better. What I worry is it's just a matter of pure physical talent. And maybe it's absent from some of the members on this offensive line. Maybe not all of them. But maybe some of these guys just are not NFL caliber, caliber players. If that's the case, then you've got to rely on your depth. You've got the general Joe Haig. What are you going to put Chaz Green out there? Pull him up from your practice squad. He got destroyed when he's with the Colts. You don't really have a lot of options, which is why I've been advocating since August that the Steelers need to make a move at that tackle position in the event that some of these guys didn't pan out on the offensive line. And the thing with Zach Banner, I know he's coming back after next week. Allegedly, I'll believe it when I see it. But who's to say that he's going to stay healthy? And who's to say that he's going to play at a high level? We don't know that. Those are unknown variables. And so let's say he does get out there. If he plays well, great. But then what happens if he gets hurt? You're right back in the same predicament. Or what happens if he gets out there and he doesn't play well? So if I'm the Steelers, which I'm not, I'm a high school principal, you've got to be looking to see what your options are out there at tackle, the right tackle position. Dan Moore, I think, will develop over time. If he's shown that he can handle the left tackle spot so far as much as he has, let him grow and develop into that spot. But they've got to make some phone calls around to other teams, check the waiver wire, some of these free agents that didn't get signed. You've got to have another guy ready to go. And I think that's just being prudent and wise and having some foresight in the event that things don't work out. If they could just get a little bit of a push, I mean, there's... I don't know if I've seen a push yet from the O-line. It's the exact opposite. It's it's the D-line just controlling that line of scrimmage. See, here I go down that pessimistic vein. But again, young offensive line, they've got to be given an opportunity to mesh and grow together, to develop together. I do like the hustle and fight that I'm seeing from Kendrick Green, who's continuing to block through the whistle. He's a persistent, pesky dude. But again, persistent and pesky does not necessarily align with elite level talent. So the shoe that we have to wait for to drop, that we have to hope for to drop on offense is that all the parts come together, they figure out how to work together, operate together in unison. And if they could do that, things are going to be all right. I can't emphasize enough that the offense will run, no pun intended, will run through the running game. Ben is not the Ben that he used to be. The Steelers need to have a running attack that they can rely on where they go into the game with the mindset that we are going to run the football and everything is built off of that. We need to see that. So study ends hang in there. 
We'll get through this together, man. Trust me. I hate when they lose. It it knocks me down for a couple days. It just does. This Steelers football is deep in my soul, in my blood like it is yours. But they'll get it together. They'll right the ship. And hopefully that kick starts this weekend with a win over Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And studyings with that, this concludes episode number 103 here of the study session with your host, Jeremy Ritz. That's me. My gratitude to you for being a listener and supporter of the Still Study. It means the world to me. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you, get one of your questions here on the show. Have a marvelous Tuesday. And remember, not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And even through the valleys of these devastating losses, you hold your head up high because you most certainly are. Make it a great day. I will see you back here Wednesday. Peace.